0: So, for the for the machine, uh, to to introduce uh, Noloyolo Ungamani and Gabrielo Goiti, who from the Children's Radio uh, Red Cross Children's Radio Project, uh, it's been a long time in the making. They finally came on air this year, and over to them.
1: Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Sue. Uh, Let's the children talk. So, we are going to start by listening to one of the radio diaries produced by Rit.
2: Hello, my name is Reed Castle Pierce. I'm 14 years old. I go to Alcana House in Bloberg. Um, last year I got diagnosed with cancer and now I'm cancer free. So, yeah. It was in the beginning of March or April, I can't remember, but I fell when I went ice skating. And um, I thought it was a. I thought I pulled my groin. And we, I went to physio like every second day. And she used the ultrasound on me. And she said if I didn't break my bone, because if I did, uh, it would be painful. But then I was walking at school. And one of my friends pushed me. And I fell over a bag. And I fell on my hip. And I broke my hip. I got rushed to Red Cross Hospital and they put my leg in a contraction. So yeah and then I spent a week in Red Cross and then I went to Maitland's Cottage for four weeks and on the fourth week they called my parents and I in and they told us that um, I got diagnosed with an osteosarcoma and that is bone cancer. Before I got diagnosed, I didn't know, well in this case, I didn't know anything about an osteosarcoma. And, but right now I do because my mother was on Google uh, three nights the day I got diagnosed. Three nights later she was still on the computer researching. And I got information from my professor at the same time. So I do know one or two things about cancer or an osteosarcoma. Um, professor Davidson was quite motivating. He's really good at his job. He cares for the kids. He's he's really committed. I mean, you have to be committed to do such a such an incredible job. I mean, it's tough on your heart and in and in like your body because you you lose like as a professor you lose patients all the time. But at the same time, you make memories with them. Today, I'm here with Prof. Davidson, the head of oncology, and my professor.
3: Hello, Ralph. Hi, Reed. Thanks for having me today. It's good to have you.
2: Sir. What would be your best advice for a child who has just found out they have
3: cancer? I think I would say that it's a, it's a question always of the child and the family, you know. The whole unit is very important. And and the, the most important thing, I think, that you'll be well aware of, is that, that despite the fact that cancer is a very serious diagnosis, it's not a hopeless diagnosis. You know, in the experience of most people, is often having an elderly relative who's developed cancer at, a, at, an, at an old age and often difficult to treat cancer and they've had a poor time of it and so hearing that you have cancer makes it evokes all of that, those feelings and, and, and anxieties but in fact most of the children who get cancer do well, not all of them, most of them do, do very well and so the important message is to say you know one has to take a positive approach, take things day by day and. Uh, it's kind of like um, uh, climbing a mountain. You, you do it just one one little bit at a time.
2: Lastly, I would just like to say thank you for all you have done for me, and for all those kids who can't say
3: thank you. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure and a privilege. Thanks, Reed, very much.
2: Thank you. I'm here with my younger brother, Slade. Um, seeing that you and me have a close relationship, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? I don't mind, yeah. No. How did you feel when I broke my up? Well, I didn't really know because I was at a friend's house and then dad came to the school one day and he told me when you were still in the hospital and I got a bit of a fright. Um how did you feel when I got cancer? I just felt, you know, like I was nervous, I was worried I was gonna lose you and yeah. What was it like when you were home by yourself with either? Mom or dad? It's horrible, Red. Because literally, if you want to see mom or dad, you don't have a choice. You have to stay with the one parent. And I never really saw you. And yeah. Do you get bored? Very. I mean, the last time I played with you was like a few years ago. And I just miss it because we never play anymore. Yeah. That's gonna change soon. Yeah, I know. I thank you and salute you for shaving your hair in support of me. Did you like the look you had being that you shaved your hair? Oh, half and half, really. Because my hair was getting really long and I was trying to grow it. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, my mom mom told me there was a -a shave-a-thon. And I I thought to myself, no, I was growing my hair yeah, no, but I didn't really like the look. Is there anything else you'd like to add into this interview? Well, mm. Reid, how did it feel when you were cancer? It felt... OK, I guess. Hmm. That was the only question i OK. Before I fell, I used to love a lot of things. Like, I used to be the captain of rugby, so rugby was quite a big thing in my heart. I love to draw, I love to play rugby because I was the captain of it so I have a passion for it and when I could play rugby I was quite happy but then when I got told no more rugby I was quite devastated because rugby was one that was like a huge part of my life. I loved it, I lived for it and yeah so but the nice thing about my school is they're trying to keep me involved in it in a way so like be an assistant to the coach, uh, in all those kind of they give me like little jobs that can kind of include me on the team. So yeah, it's actually it was quite sad in the beginning, but this is kind of helping me get you over it. But otherwise Yeah. In studio, ladies and gents, we have got Reid. How are you doing, Reid? I'm good, thanks, and you? I'm good, thanks for
4: asking. And when did you join RX Radio?
2: Well, I joined it in the beginning of the year, just before January, around about then. So now that you've learned how to use all this
0: equipment, you've gained all these skills and a bit of experience, what type of show do you think you're going to be having?
2: Well, um, from my experience, I would really like to just have like a motivational show with storytelling a bit of comedy at the same time and also a bit of uh, like a bit of sports and stuff talk about how you how the world's coping with sports and yeah just stuff like that and all sorts and yeah and for all the listeners listening now throughout the hospital is there anything you would like to share um yes stay strong you can always get down in a hole when times get tough you have to stay strong and only focus on the future and the positive you can't change the past, so just focus on the future and make sure it's good. Thanks, Reed. that was really motivational. Good luck with your show.
1: So that was Reed. and you know, listening to him, it always amazed me how the insight and the understanding of children about issues that are important to them. Uh, what But seldom what happens, not seldom, actually often what happens is that adults don't really listen to what kids have to say and they make assumptions about what they want, about what they like, etc. Sick children are not different at all. Uh, Sick children have the right to know what's happening to to them when they come to such a foreign environment as a hospital. They are anxious, they are terrified, sometimes they don't speak the language, sometimes they have never left a rural area. So it's a huge, huge impact. They need information about what is going to be their treatment. They need information about it's going to be painful. They need information about what means to have an x-ray done. They need information about what's an op, they need information about what's coming next. They need to know that they are going to be close to their families and their families are there to support them. And it's for this reason that on the 1st of December of 2016, so seven months ago, we started RX radio at Red Cross Children's Hospital in Cape Town. It is a radio by and for children. And we started our first broadcast on the 20th of May of this year. So we are a couple of months old. It, Why we are doing this, what what are the main objectives, is number one, to improve the children's experiences of being in hospital by providing them with a space, a safe space, a platform for them to talk about issues that are important to them. To be able to have an intergenerational dialogue between the kids, between the parents, and between The health workers. Uh, We want to be able for health workers to listen to what the kids are saying so they can hopefully improve the way they communicate with kids, they can improve the way they provide services to the kids. And we want to try to also find a little bit of research uh, or try to find out why participatory radio and children's radio can Impact on the life of those children. Is this only about radio diaries? No, it's much more than that. As you were listening to read, it's, it's a full fledged uh, radio station. There are programs, sports, news, entertainment, uh, music, radio diaries, telling their stories of themselves, interviews with health workers, interviews with parents, with celebrities, etc. So it's very much about providing the kids with the skills to be able to tell their stories. So you don't give, read a microphone. There is a process that happened before that, and that's the training that we do. And the training happens, basic training and ongoing training. Just to be very short, the basic training is about life skills, and the basic training is about uh, learning how to use the equipment. And the ongoing training is about becoming better child or young reporters. In a nutshell, that's what we are all about. And uh, in my other life, I was a health worker at Red Cross Children's Hospital. And, and, and uh, quite a few years ago, I changed, in a way, the stethoscope for the microphone. And But what have happened to me is to discover and to see the hospital through a completely different set of eyes, that is the eyes of the kids. The places, the ICUs or the intensive care units, the theaters, the x-rays, you see it now through the eyes of the kids. And I discovered through that the power of the mic and what a mic can do in the hands of a child. So now we want to show you uh, uh, Yoli uh, Talita and then uh, Yoli will, 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 will talk a little bit more.
5: I am Talita and I am a loving person. I talk too much and I sing a lot, like to work on people's nerves. To the left, to the left, Um, to the left, to the left. to the left, to the left, anything at all in you know, a bag's to the left. In the closet, my stuff can't think Please don't touch, them. And keep talking and mess, that's fine. But could you happen and at the same time, then? It's my name, that's on that deck. So we'll move your bags, let me call you a cab. Sending in the front yard, telling me how I'm such a fool. Talking about how I'm... Nice. I i 1st found out that I was ill through my mom. I was born in 2004, and six weeks after that, I got sick, and it was an infection that, I um, think it was an infection in the brain, I don't know, and, um, and then it made me n- to be in a wheelchair, and I was constantly in hospital, and in the sister in E1 said I should have a trachea. And in 2008, they did it, and I was done a trachea. A trachea is a tube in your throat that helps you breathe, and you change it every day and yeah and then it some people is for breathing for them but mine is for my coughing. Someone who's special in my life is my mom because I love her a lot
6: and she takes care of me. Um Vavo my um counter I'm currently working at EPSA Barclays in Central City. I'm a facilities coordinator. And uh, I've got one child, who, which is you, Talita. Hmm. And yeah, and I'm married. So yeah, that's just basically me.
5: How did you feel when I got
6: sick? Um, I was stressful and I was, um, I also, I was fearing what's going to happen to you. Um, I felt so angry with God, but, yeah, I got to, um, to it that, um, these things do happen. And no one actually wants it to happen to them, but it did. So, uh, yeah, that's just life. What makes you angry? When you don't listen, when you're cheeky, that's what makes me so angry.
5: I'm not! <laughs> and why do you like gospel?
6: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a way of me of praying, because we don't normally like to pray every now and then. So I think it's also a relief of stress if I um, listen to gospel. It's kind of a stress reliever for me, yes, I must say.
5: How did I get sick?
6: Okay, I remember very well, but I can't remember the exact date. It was sometime early in March. It was on a Wednesday evening. You cried the whole evening. I didn't know what's going on. And then later on that morning, everything just, um, your voice just went. You didn't have a voice. If you cried, we would only see the tears. We, um, yeah, you basically became weak. We took you to Red Cross. And then, okay, we first took you to the GP, which referred us to Red Cross. And then, well, when we got here, they did some tests and they decided you need to go to, um, to ICU. So you went there and you were still a baby that time. You were six weeks old. So yeah, you were a tiny baby. And um, they did some tests for everything. And then eventually they um, got the results to say that you had a viral infection. So it affected your, um, your muscles. So yeah.
4: My name's Rakan, I'm working as a physio at Red Cross War Memorial Children's Hospital and I was fortunate enough to work with Talita when Talita was still a little girl in hospital. What does a physio do? So physios do lots of different things but specifically in a children's hospital we help in various ways. We can help you with your chest when you're not breathing well we can help you get rid of some of the secretions on your chest so you can make you breathe easier. We can help you move. So if you can't walk perhaps and you've got the capability, we will try to strengthen you up so that we can get you walking and running. And if you're not capable of doing that. We will try to make your life easier in a functional way so that you can do things outside like you always wanted to do. Please explain how you helped me to cough. So we use various techniques. So when you were still very young, we would do something called manual techniques. So it's called percussions and vibrations. So we put our hands on your chest and try to vibrate through your chest cavity. So it would help loosen the secretions so it would be easier enough for you to cough. And because your muscles are slightly weak, we would help support your rib cage and give a slight amount of force to help you cough. So we'd synchronize your cough and the force that we apply to your chest to get you to cough and bring the secretions up. Do you think I would be able to walk one day? Unfortunately, I don't think it may be possible right now because you've got a few contractures in your lower limbs. So it means muscles have tightened, ligaments have tightened, so it will be very difficult to stretch them out. So we've tried our best to help you still to be mobile by helping you by getting wheelchairs and other mobility assistive devices to make moving around easier for you. Is there anything you else want to share? I'd like to share that you've always been a pleasure to have in a hospital. So we like to have you come and visit us, but we don't like to have you come and be admitted to hospital. So you are welcome anytime for a visit, but
5: don't get admitted. Thank you guys, that's the end of the show. Peace out.
0: Okay, Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Great, okay. Uh, For me, I'm going to talk a bit about what makes Rx Radio so unique and a bit about programming. So, you know. RX Radio gives uh, children an opportunity to be in the forefront, and uh, by granting them like full participation, like Gabs has mentioned, that we don't actually give the kids the mic to say what they are saying here, at these radio diaries. But we train them, and of course, after that, we produce these radio diaries. So you'd remember that in South Africa, there isn't a radio station that specifically caters for children, let alone chronically ill kids, and that's what RX Radio is doing. You know, we one of the first that actually is by and for children and the children being the center of the actual project. Um, So let me take you through our um, program schedule. So as Gabs mentioned before, we started being on air on the 20th of May uh, this year and we've been producing uh, five to they say four to five hours of new live magazines and pre recorded magazines. Ooh, lots of popping. That my kids would be worried now. Um so What we are doing now, we are broadcasting from half past one up until um, half past four, depending on the length of the program. And if we have a program that is not on our schedule, what we do, we use the hospital's intercom, and then also we're using our social media to keep our listeners uh, aware of what's going on in the station. And to move swiftly, currently we are developing because the kids have been busy with their extramural activities and now they're back uh, because it's holidays. We are going to revamp our program schedule so we're going to have shows that they will travel, book reviews, uh, a bit of animal stories, riddles, you know, all of that. And I'm looking forward to that, uh, the new, uh, um, newly designed uh, program schedule, because um, these programs are actually built in the interest of the kids. The kids are the actual ones that are saying, I want to speak about this, and this is what is actually interesting me, and I want to tell this part of my story. So let me jump quickly. In the training um, that we do, We try to include um, uh, media practitioners to come through and uh, impart knowledge or to train our kids. Uh, We run it concurrently with what we do, our own training. So we're trying to align ourselves with what is happening currently in the sphere of radio. So currently speaking with Cape Talk, and Cape Talk is going to bring through people that will deal with scripting, research, and a bit about how the kids can think of certain topics that will... The relatable to the kids that are in a hospital. So we've been showing you uh, radio diaries. Um, let me talk a bit about that and wrap up. So to just try to break them down. You know these radio diaries are the actual cornerstone of our radio station even though Gabe said that uh, we are running a full fledged radio station or we trying to do that. But these radio diaries give an actual DNA to radio because we bring in health professionals to actually break down what these conditions mean. These kids tap into the Wounds that they have with their families, and actually choose stories that are really hard hitting. And and we put this together at the background, and the kids actually choose that okay, I want this part. And when and I, who is my co producer, um, and we we tried by all means to include the kids. And you know, you heard Talita's mom here saying that I was angry with God, you know, and that strikes you. So, what do you do afterwards? Gabe set up, um psychiatric type of a session, um, when dealing with such problems, pardon me, where the parents can actually you know, go through therapy when they find that they've overshared or they it's something that they didn't even expect that they were going to say. So these radio diaries are actually um, a window to these child souls and also how these families actually go through living with kids with chronic illnesses. And we get to learn a lot about these kids. So the radio diaries are quite important because also you'd see here Alan Davidson I was um, interviewed by Reed and talking more about what cancer is, let alone learn the relationship that these health workers have. And also to wrap up a bit, um, the health workers actually contribute into the improvement of the actual service that these kid, this kids rather receive. So let me wrap up a bit. So to go back to the therapy, The ethos of RX Radio was to actually provide healing for these kids. And that, so we are providing a platform for these families to heal with their kids. And that's what RX is about to broadcast next to the bed of a kid. Thank you so much you so much. Um, thank you, thank you. Uh, we have literally two minutes and at 12.35 the public radio session is going to start, which I think is of interest to many people. But any burning questions, short questions rather than statements? Yes, please.
3: Uh, you are doing great work but I just wanted to
1: find dealing with the kids giving them the mic and uh, letting them go in the public and we are talking about kids with uh, chronic diseases and so forth have you ever encountered ethical challenges in your work and if so, what are they Great question. Of course, uh, fundamental. Uh, The ethical considerations go from the beginning to the end. Consent, every single thing that you have seen, have been given consent by the children and having been given consent by the parents. So we work in parallel with the children and the parents and we go through different processes of consent from the point of view of training to the point of view of broadcasting. So each of the things that go on air, streaming or through the network of TVs of Red Cross Hospital or through MP3s, have been listened to the parents and the childrens. That first, they have decided if they want to change something or not, and they have decided if they are happy with the pictures. But it is a critical, critical, and remember we are also part of a provincial hospital, so we need to be very aware of that environment, so consent is critical.
5: Okay, Two more questions.
4: Um, Hi. Um, Is there funding in place for you guys and do you plan to spread across the country in the near future in other hospitals?
1: Quick answer. Uh, look, uh, yeah, Definitely, uh, we are being supported by the, ch- the Children's Trust of the Red Cross Children's Hospital for a period of two years. We are in the process of fundraising. We are establishing our footprint at the moment, but we are already talking to media and to donors, agencies, etc. The dream in the future will be that every single clinic or hospital in South Africa will have a radio station. That would be the dream.
6: Uh, to what extent are the children involved in like scripting and editing and kind of choosing what what you know what goes on, on air?
0: Yeah, so like I said, the kids are at the actual center of the radio station, so they're heavily involved. Wayne and I, there's only two, we're such a small team. So Gabe is the station manager, I'm the senior content producer, and Wayne is a junior, and then we've got uh, the pro- um, project officer. So what the kids are actually involved in their research. Like I said, these shows are born out of their interest, so they decide. Design- what shows they want to do, what topics they want to deal about, and also the music, actually what I forgot to say. They even compile the actual music that we play in between um, when we're not playing repeats or the, the, the live shows. So the the kids are the core of RX Radio. Fantastic. Thank you so much.